You're listening to another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast. All the stories you've come to love on a Sunday night, plus some extra content exclusive to the podcast. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. But for now, enjoy today's episode. After recent high-profile verbal assaults and alarming rise in xenophobia, we wanted to take another look at what the Constitution and our health laws say about medical care for foreigners. The woman we met in today's story faced appalling mistreatment at the hands of health workers. In a time of growing anti-immigrant sentiment, it was time for Claire Mawisa to give us a recap of who's entitled to what care in South Africa. Motherhood and the miracle of life, one of the most precious moments for a family. But what happens when the joy of bringing new life into this world is violated? Like someone goes to the hospital and you hear that such and such passed away and you don't know what happened because she went to give birth, but she didn't come back. Betty is a Zimbabwean with a valid permit working as a domestic worker in South Africa for over 20 years. In 2018, she went into labor with her third child and was rushed to Tembisa Hospital. That was the toughest time. It was during the ambulance drive that the paramedic gave Betty some alarming advice. They say, listen, because you are using a passport, I know these nurses are going to shout at you. So please don't say anything. Let them shout and keep quiet. At the hospital, she sat in a queue for many hours. Finally, she was ushered to a bed. That's where I stayed for long hours. I can hear them passing. And I'm trying to scream to call. Please come and help me. And I was feeling like the baby's coming. They were ignoring. Betty had had C-sections before, but her doctor gave her permission to try natural childbirth. The nurses seemed angry with her for making this choice. Were you afraid? I was very afraid. Because that's what they said. You will die on your bed. Because you said you want to try normal bed. You will die on your bed. Obstetric violence is abuse, um, mistreatment, or rights violations that occur when someone is either pregnant, um, in the process of giving birth, um, or even postpartum. Nongkolule Kombuli is the communications and advocacy strategist at Embrace, a social movement that champions mothers' rights. The conversation um, around obstetric violence is, is growing momentum, particularly in relation to a concept that we call respectful maternity care. Obstetric violence is a kind of gender-based violence. Here, though, that violence often has a more sinister edge, xenophobia. Betty says she was singled out for being Zimbabwean. They hear our language. They say we are stubborn. If they talk to you and you reply them, you ladies of coming from Zimbabwe are always like this. They're saying names. It plays out in, in many different ways. So, you know, it could be the denial of care. It could be, um, you know, humiliating someone, discriminating them on the basis of their health status as well as their nationality. 
The rights of foreign patients have recently made headlines when a video of the MEC for Health in Limpopo, Dr. Popi Ramatuba, went viral. I'm operating with my limited budget. <laughs> oh, well, you can't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> She's berating an undocumented person for taking up subsidized health care, she says, is meant for South Africans. We are busy operating Mozambican national everywhere and you are not even registered anywhere, you are not counted. You are even illegal and you are abusing me. Her views were widely condemned in the medical community. Dr. Howard Manyonga, an obstetrician and healthcare entrepreneur, came to South Africa from Zimbabwe over 20 years ago. He says as a doctor, Ramatuba is bound by medical ethics. The human condition has got no nationality. This is a woman in need and the duty of a doctor is to empathize, understand the human story, let the system problems be dealt with at a political level. Dr. Ramatuba's comments were inflammatory. Vigilante group Operation Dudula prevented foreign nationals from entering Gauteng's Kalafong hospital and police had to intervene. In Lipok, we then have around 5.7 million people. But Dr. Ramatuba simply doubled down. Of those, 91% it's dependent on the state. Now that tells you that whatever budget we have, already it is overburdened. Using social media to defend herself. Now the challenge becomes when you are not documented, this is where the overburdening of the system comes in. We are unable to build them or to classify them. When the Auditor General audits us, we must prove why this person cannot pay. According to Dr. Manyonga, there is a misconception though that all immigrants using public health care are not paying for it. The total number of immigrants in this country is probably somewhere in the region of 8 10%. Provinces that are closer to the border will experience a disproportionate burden of unbudgeted for clients. It's important for us to explore the very systemic and very structural nature of the healthcare system that is currently in crisis, as opposed to looking for, you know, a so-called scapegoat. Our questions about those systemic problems and whether foreign nationals are being scapegoated were ignored by the National Department of Health. If you are a foreign woman, if you are undocumented, you are at higher risk of being mistreated um, and abused while seeking reproductive health care. And that was the case for 22-year-old undocumented migrant Lizzie. At eight months pregnant, her local clinic was unable to treat her further due to complications. She was told to go to Johannesburg's Charlotte Maklake Hospital. When I go there for checkup, I show them my paper. They ask me money. I tell them I don't have money. They say 5,000, give me this paper. Lizzie was handed a document with a fee structure, but she couldn't even afford the 400 rand to take her blood pressure, never mind the 5,000 rand for a checkup and 15,000 rand for delivery. What did they say when you said you didn't have money? They say, 
Money, sister, money. Did, did they ask everyone to, to pay money? Only foreigners. There seems to be an inconsistency nationally around fees charged to foreign nationals seeking medical attention or if any fees should be charged at all if they don't qualify through a means test. In other words, if they don't have money, should they be charged? This is guided by the uniform patient fee schedule of hospital tariffs, while the means test determines which patients pay, what proportion, or if at all. Accessing healthcare at a primary healthcare facility is free. So what usually happens is that the woman will be experiencing a high-risk pregnancy and would then be referred to a hospital. When she arrives at the hospital, she's then, you know, confronted with these fees that she cannot afford to pay. The Gauteng Department of Health, in response to our questions about these fees, confirmed that our constitution says that no one should be denied emergency care because they don't have money. And it's the higher level of care hospitals where fees are being charged due to their specialist nature. However, the National Health Act states that if you are pregnant or a child under the age of six, you're entitled to free healthcare services, including at hospitals for those not on medical aid and regardless of nationality. The validity of this law is currently being tested in court. The experience on the ground is evident. Harry, a taxi marshal outside Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital, west of Johannesburg, often helps pregnant women who've been denied care. She came outside just past the tents here, where they're selling food. She collapses there. I had to go back into the hospital to fetch a wheelchair. Yeah. And take her back inside. And I asked, why are you refusing this, this lady for treatment inside? They said, because she don't have money, because she's a foreigner. The Gauteng Department of Health urges the public to report these incidents. I guess the constitutional fathers understood that if you didn't provide primary health care services to everyone, it's a risk to everyone because you don't want to create reservoirs of unvaccinated children. Well, sooner or later, that's an epidemic. So what are Lizzie's options when the system is hostile to her plight? Do you have a plan on where you're going to have your baby? I think when I get money, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to go back there. And what if you don't get money? I don't know. Uh -huh. This is a very clear rights violation, and and we will be taking this up. Ultimately, the protection of rights hinges on accountability. Crucial to putting an end to society's cruelty towards the most vulnerable. Obstetric violence is a very real issue within our health system, with countless foreign-born women having to endure humiliation, exploitation and abuse at the hands of medical personnel. And while the treatment of foreigners is a divisive issue, the constitution is clear. Emergency health care must be provided to all patients. Whether you're stuck in traffic, preparing dinner, or simply chilling on the couch, we'd love to keep you company with Carte Blanche, the podcast. You can find all the latest episodes, weekdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you access your favorite shows. Join us for some unique stories as we make sense of the headlines.